All human thought is science. All religion is the holding of a candle to the highest power Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at the cosmic view? Pointless. When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to world the sky. When the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we'll be playing session 39 of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and Friends and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart and uh, I am riding my donkey called Don Quixote, like immediately. I don't care that we're not at the mountain pass yet. I'm in the train station on this donkey. Okay, Brayden. Hey, playing the Pasacha Dinesh. And I'm ready to eat some cultist lips. Noxicals. I'm playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and I'm looking forward to a lovely cup of tea. Lydia? Hi, I'm playing Hasina Moez, and I want to take this weird cultist's hat. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day, and I want to thank the Patreons for naming that ass. <laughs> noxicals tell us what happened last time having decided they can't bear to leave her behind our intrepid adventurers set about trying to work out how to ensure dr lockhart actually stays alive during the arduous journey ahead a doctor ethel shaw is employed as medical support and eudora arranges for funds to be wired to pay the good doctor's exorbitant fee a strangely familiar, stocky, no-nonsense woman with a hip flask of brandy ever ready, Dr. Shaw proves her worth immediately after some experimental treatments lead to a dramatic improvement in Eudora's condition. A week's travel by train follows, with Dinesh hiding in the cargo hold with Don Quixote, the party's donkey. Thanks, patrons! The more attentive members of the crew notice a strange phenomenon affecting the many tea bushes they see from the windows during the last leg of the journey. Are those bushes really glowing? Or is it just a trick of the light? Arriving in Dibrugar, the party find the station in uproar. Harassing an already harassed-looking porter, they are informed that people are fleeing from the north with tales of great evil falling from the sky, something strange affecting the tea harvest, and the jungles coming alive. As our heroes ponder their next move, a familiar face is seen in the crowd. Piercing grey-blue eyes twinkle with mirth as the male member of the trio that participated in the sacrifice of Tenzin smiles, tips his hat, and disappears into the crowd. You're in Dibrugar, and just arrived by train. You've seen some weird things, and you know that to continue on your journey, you have to arrange passage to Pasigat, uh, which would be by ferry. So you need to figure a way, figure out a way to cross the where, river. 
hang on a second. If I recall rightly, the last thing that happened was that we glimpsed one of those demon people from the first ritual with Tenzin in the crowd. He didn't seem demonic, but he was very dapper. The last time we <laughs> saw him, he was busy trying to consume Tenzin's remains before the allotted time. Mm -hmm. And that's rude, if nothing else. It's true. And now we just glimpsed him in the crowd. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. are we just going to let him wander off? He knows that we've seen him because he raised his hat. Yeah. And I mean, we, we need to play out the scene, right? But what's going to happen is we're going to charge through the crowd to try and find him and he'll be gone. Of course. Bah, bah, bah. I feel like we should at least make the attempt. I say I this do from, too. from on the back yeah. of my donkey. <laughs> generously named Don Quixote by the Patriots. <laughs> Charge, Don Quixote. Don Quixote, follow that man! <laughs> I click my teeth and, uh, you know, shake his bridle. Onwards, giddy up. What are you doing? Are you just running through the crowd? It's a crowd, like it's very crowded. But I'm on a donkey. Timor totally. That probably would. makes you slower. <laughs> <laughs> So how long are you, are you willing to spend searching for this man? Uh, Timor will make an immediate plow through the crowd. I'm a giant Russian, get out of my way. Asina mm -hmm. will follow in his wake. My initial question stands. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I mean, if it becomes... I mean, once I sort of barge through some of the crowd, if necessary, physically removing people from my way, he <laughs> actually has disappeared in the dun-dun-dun kind of the way. Crowd. Yep. Then I will, I don't know, swear in Russian, make a growling noise, shake my fist at the sky. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now. Where has he gone with that sexy hat? <laughs> Such a tease. Um. I just wanted to compliment him on his beautiful eyes. <laughs> and he's gone. Damn him. Well, we knew he could appear whenever he wanted to. Why could he not also disappear? He knows that we are still on the trail. I think we can assume that there will be people trying to stop us. Well, I consider that a little troubling because he didn't exactly try to stop us, did he? No. He wants to unsettle us. He wants to unnerve us. Sometimes you show a little bit of your hand in order to make people play more rashly. We have to continue as we were before. We keep our own cards close to our chest. Right. Right. Okay. You hear that, Don Quixote? Close to the chest. Just gonna pat pat on the ears and we're gonna rejoin the queue. Just, just to be clear, if you keep talking to the donkey, people will look. <laughs> right. Yes. Shh. Okay. I'm going to bend down close to the donkey's back, whisper into its ears very circumspectly. What queue are you joining? I don't know. I can't remember. What are we doing here? Are we buying tickets? We no. We just got off the train. We were trying to find out what was up, right? Didn't we interrogate someone last time? We did. Mr. Porter, yeah. We, we frightened a poor porter, dude. Timor just stood around looking angry while Asina <laughs> tried to get the story out of him. So we've made a big fuss in this train station, basically. We've menaced the staff, we've barged through the crowd after some ghost. I mean, I'm pretty and sure that the, the station security are going to be, like, running towards all of the reports of an angry giant Russian. Should we, um, should we leave, or do we... 
Do we need something here? I think we should go. Yes. Do we need something specific here, or are we? Is this a stop along the way? I've forgotten. We were going to get a boat, weren't we, down the Ganges? I think, I think we, we need to pick up some money as well. My doctor demands funds, ah, and I'm pretty yes. sure this oh, is where yes. we sent them. Yes, this is like the nearest big town with the bank. We need the cold it? hard cash, mm-hmm. and do, and is this also where we're getting the cow poop pills, or is that somewhere else? That we'd need to get from a monastery. Yeah. I think it's just the anywhere there's a, a poop pill dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere we can. Is that more likely in Tibet? I guess. We can just make inquiries whatever town we stop in if there is a nearby monastery and just keep asking along the way. Eventually we'll come across one. Bound to. But do we want to buy poop pills from the town where there's a potential cultist? They could potentially, you know, poison our poop pills. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. It would. <laughs> they might de-poop the poop pills and without poop. Oh my god, imagine. It's true. Wouldn't without the terrible? power of poop, we are nothing. <laughs> You don't know exactly how to move forward from here. You just know you need to pass a river. Well, uh, Dr. Shaw is uh, tapping her feet and giving meaningful looks. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I propose that we proceed to the nearest bank and uh, get the lie of the land en route. Yes. Sounds good. Let me look at the map and see how big Dibrugar is, if I can see it. It's a riverside city. And I'll say there's not a lot there, but there is a small bank where you manage to arrange your wire transfer. So you can add that money to your cash. I, I can remove it from Eudora's cash and add it to Dr. Shaw's cash for my other campaign. What? No, when they're in your assets and you're moving them to your cash. Right, but then I'm handing them straight over to this doctor. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> All of it, huh? <laughs> Hope you don't mind, Jason, the way you're listening. <laughs> We're now in a shared universe. <laughs> the extended Stars Are Right universe. I right? Things yeah. This is like the MCU. I can't remember how much we were going to pay her. It's like the equivalent of uh, 10 Gs in modern money. Something sure like that. 20, 20 pence a week or something. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was $1,000. $50 yeah. a day or something, wasn't it? We agreed on one thousand dollars for the I whole. I thought you agreed on seven hundred, but you can give her a thousand. I've written down a thousand dollars here. You asked for a thousand, right? Oh, that's right. A thousand is like a safety. Okay. Yeah, fifty dollars a day for two weeks. Sorry, listeners, <laughs> doing the maths again. <laughs> Accountancy. This is the content they come for. Honestly, that's the true horror. Mm. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. I fork them over. And Dr. Shaw secrets them away in her bag. And we can take the jeweled box back. Dr. Shaw is probably going to not put them in her bag. She's probably going to set her like a wire to someone instantly. That's actually really smart. Yeah. Yeah. She sends them somewhere. Why not? (laughs) That's what people did, right? I don't know how bank accounts used to work 100 years ago. Yeah. This will have to do. What's next? I mean, now the doctor's paid off. We can just go back and get the ferry, right? You were at a train station. Let's find a ferry station. (laughs) Maybe we should stop somewhere and consult all our maps and make a plan. So you just vaguely wander into the direction of the river? I have a small question. Did I receive any kind of telegram or communique from Charles or just some money? That's a good question, actually. Would they arrive at the same time, at the same place? 
It's a bank, though, you received a wire. Oh, that's a good point. The telegram, he doesn't have an address for that. Well, I'd love to swing by the uh, local telegraph office. <laughs> I don't want to miss a love note. <laughs> the note says, all well here, stay safe, love, CH. I love that man. He's a man of few words, but I know he cares deep down. P.S. Don't worry about my secretary. Nothing's going on. <laughs> well, on that note, let's go find that uh, ferry station. Okay. You observe the gats by the side of the river. There's a lot of them. Nice. Yeah. Can we look down the river and see, like, ferries at one central location or something like that? Um, it doesn't seem to be that organized. Oh, there, there seems to be a, a ferry, ferry service that can take you across. Presumably we can just head to whichever one actually has a ferry moored at this time. Hmm. Negotiate passage across. As you wander the Gats attempting to secure river passage for the first stage of your journey, you're approached by a smartly dressed figure in a grey suit, Macintosh coat and a Panama hat trimmed with a red, white and blue ribbon. The man from Pemaco and more recently, the train station. Timur will sort of step to the front of the group make sure that his jacket is open enough that he can grab his gun if he needs to and wait for him to say something. Does Anish know him? No. They would have just explained who it was though, right? Yeah, I mean, Dinesh would have wanted to know why we all charged off (laughs) (laughs) on a donkey into a crowd of people uh, at the train station, right? Don't talk to him, Dinesh. (laughs) He smiles and lifts his hands up to indicate he's not trying to be threatening and says in a heavy Russian accent. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Please, allow me to introduce myself. I am Count Andreo Osipovich Vitsin. And for now, here, I am not your enemy. I would be honored if you would join me for tea. Why would we trust you? The master does not drink tea. Are <laughs> 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 you saying this is, this is not Russian? <laughs> That's what Eudora hey, says in the back of my dog. At least as good as Timor's accent. I'm judging no one. I try. But yeah, I think Hasina's question stands, right? Please, I have much to say. Follow me. And he starts guiding you towards a cafe. Is it a cafe sort of out in the open, public? Yeah. I'll look round at the rest of them. I don't like this. No, neither do I. He's one of them. We don't really know what that means. Perhaps we should, um, perhaps we should hear him out though. Why else would he be talking to us if they weren't scared? They're not scared. Either this situation is more complicated than we understand, or... This is a further attempt at intimidation. If we go and we talk to this man, then we do so assuming that anything he tells us is a lie. Yes. Or at least a half-truth. 
That is how things work in my line of work. I suppose we do outnumber him. I do not think that numbers will be important. If he was worried about what we could do to him physically, he would not be inviting us to tea. And we know that he can appear and disappear at will. Or seemingly so. I say we go. And we listen. And we see if we can sift any nuggets from the bullshit that he feeds us. I'm on board. Last we met the man, he was a puppy lapping at a bowl of offal. I say we see what he has to say. Dinesh will likely not be allowed in a cafe, so he'll probably just stand out the front within view of the conversation so he can keep an eye on the man. <laughs> oh. Maybe it's a pavement cafe. Could be outside. Yes, but this may also be to our advantage. Mm. You are concerned about being turned away from the establishment, but you're also very good at being quiet, yes? Yes. Could you patrol the vicinity of the cafe, see if there is anybody waiting or watching or... Mm. Yes, yes, uh, yes, I can, yes. We need some form of signal. Are you coming, my friends? We are discussing our position. I'll say that in Russian. Da. <laughs> ah, это мой велосипед. Okay, what are you what are you going to do? Perhaps you could ring your bell very loudly. Yes, 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 the bell. Yes. That is as good a signal as any. And if you need help, okay. just shout Dinesh. You will know if we need help. The signal is my name. <laughs> Subtle. I like yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say something loud in Hindustani. He won't speak that, surely. I would make no assumptions. Also, though, is Dinesh a common name here? Because <laughs> if it is, we could shout Dinesh. Yeah. <laughs> 50 men could turn around and say, yes. stand up. We would oh, all the man in Dinesh's. <laughs> That's probably for the best. We would choke the rivers with Dinesh blood. <laughs> okay. All right. Dinesh is. I'll, I'll look up at the man. <laughs> Dinesh is He's a holding a mega Dinesh. <laughs> it's like a Voltron situation. He rides in on Superwolf. <laughs> yes. We should have called the donkey Dinesh. Oh, it's, that would have been good, just to confuse. Oh, right. Anyway. <laughs> I will look up to the man and I will say, we're coming. Dr. Shaw would like to know if she's also invited for tea or if she has to wait out here with a leper. <laughs> um, Everyone is welcome. Come in. Right, where she licks her lips. At the, she's English. The she licks her lips back at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, she's your daughter's nursemaid, right? She's not going to leave your daughter's side. That's literally nurse what she's maid. being paid for. <laughs> she's That's your what she's being paid for. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you like some bitty? Oh my god. Oh. She's, yeah, I wanted to feed her a sponge cake now. <laughs> okay, they're both coming for tea. <laughs> he gets you to the cafe and you all sit down. He orders tea and cake for everyone. While you wait, he makes polite and consequential and rather uncomfortable small talk, apparently. Uncomfortable is right. <laughs> Very um, uncomfortable. The last we saw this guy, he was covered in our friend's entrails. <laughs> yeah, let bygones be bygones. Um, <laughs> we weren't eating cake last time we met. Um, 
Oh, yes, yes. Cake is good too, though. Um, after he's finished nibbling on a slice of Victoria's sponge, he says, The end of the Kali Yuga is foretold. So why do you persist in your attempts to contradict the natural order of things, eh? Whatever you think you can achieve with those trinkets of yours will only delay the inevitable, so, so why bother? If you are so confident that your position is already guaranteed, then why are you bothering to talk to us? He turns to Hasina and he says, You... You have been through a lot. You understand what it's like to need safety for you and your loved ones. You understand what it's like to make sacrifices. Join me. There's so many reasons to. Safety, untold knowledge, power, riches, revenge. You have also tasted human. I have. You're more like me than you are like them. Join me. These are my family, and I know that the coming of the dance of Kali and the end of the world will come one day, and then the world will be born again. But this is not the time, and you are not the one to bring it. Hmm. Very well. He picks up the teapot, and without using the strainer, Pause a fresh cup of tea for you, Hasina. Without using the strainer, Eudora throws up a little in her mouth. <laughs> did he put the milk in first? Because if he did, I'm just going to stab him right now. <laughs> there's, there's no milk in this one. There are limits to what we is can take. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he says, if there's not a slice of lemon in that cup, then so help me. <laughs> well, uh, your conversation is... Uh, Enthralling, but uh, I say it's time for some tassiomancy. Eh? Now, uh, you finish this tea as quickly as possible. Eh? Leave only a small amount of liquid in the bottom of the cup along with the tea leaves. Asina will pick up the cup and look around at the others. Are you offering to read our tea leaves like some old witch woman? Only hers, not yours. Yours not as interesting. Come on. All right. We've already been uh, drinking this tea, right? Yeah, same tea. Yeah. yeah well. And Hasina will finish the cup and push it over to him. Let's live a little bit. Very good. Now, now swirl the remaining tea three times. Uh, dip the cup upside down on its saucer and get rid of the liquid and then hand me the cup without looking into it. And she'll do that although she's looking very sceptical at this point. He carefully studies the inside of the cup and says, Ho, 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 ho. Very interesting. I see you uh, still carry someone's heart with you uh, through this journey, eh? Not as innocent as your friends might think you are. And Hasina goes very pale. You don't get to talk about him or his heart. Well, I'm not saying the, the tea leaves are saying. And maybe it's time to tell your friends how uh, you tried to keep a part of him with you, didn't you? I did. 
Why are you doing this? Enough of your parlor tricks, you bourgeois piece of shit. Here, <laughs> here. Well, that's uh, not very nice. This woman has done more for the world than you will ever do from your castles and your thrones and your... <clears throat> if you're quite finished here... Indeed, this is getting quite boring. He suddenly rises from the table. Good day, he says, and he turns to leave. I shall no doubt see you again soon. I am sure you will understand if I do not wish you. Shastel Volga Puti. It's Bon Voyage in Russian. Ah. Um. And uh, I will say in Russian, uh, the next time I see you, I will string you up like the bourgeois scum that you are. He once again vanishes into the crowd, and uh, soon you realize that he hasn't even paid for his part of the bill. <laughs> <laughs> He's rude. Right, somebody, somebody, get out, somebody get out my dick shooting list. He's getting shot in the bill. <laughs> Stiffed us on the bill. Yeah. Free cake. <laughs> Damn the man. Cassina uh, is looking very discomforted. Yeah. Once he's gone and he's um and everybody seems to have like caught a breath, Timor will turn to face Hasina and say There is nothing you can tell us that will change the relationship that we all have and the decisions that we have made together. You have nothing to be ashamed of in this company. We have all done things that we are not proud of. You say that, Sofian. I wanted to keep him with me. When I prepared his body for burial, I ate his heart. I mean, Is I that think in character? I mean, more or yeah. less, but oh. like deeper and more Russian. <laughs> I mean, I think Timor will blanch a little, right? I couldn't bury him. I, I had to keep him with me. I loved him. I, um, I'll put my hand on her shoulder and say, I do not understand, but... If it has brung you comfort, it has cost Sofian nothing. Will you do me a favor, though? Yes, anything. If I die, please don't eat my heart. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if I may. For the last couple of minutes, Eudora and Dr. Shaw have just been passing the last slice of sponge cake back and forth to each other, each resolutely refusing to take the last slice in some kind of battle of wills. And they have just decided to democratically slice it down the middle and both take half. And then there's this revelation occurs and you're talking about eating hard. It's just two women like frozen in the act of taking a bite of cake and then they just... You have it. No, you have it. No, you have it. Really, honestly. 
And as soon as it hits the table, Dinesh <laughs> peers up from underneath the table and slobbers all over <laughs> it and brings it down underneath. Hearts make me hungry. Hasina's been passing him little kind of bits of biscuit and stuff under the table. <laughs> Just spilling he some like tea lick, on him. licks her hand and then. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Could, could we get some offal with down. this tea? <laughs> Do you have any meat-flavoured cake? Some tripes. Yeah. And some, some hay. <laughs> and the donkey's sitting at the table. <laughs> at the table. Dinesh is under the table. The donkey's yeah. got a seat. Yeah. <laughs> the donkey's crossed its legs. <laughs> the donkey's Sipping sticking tea. its little finger out as it lifts the teacup. <laughs> it's got like a napkin tucked into its neckerchief. <laughs> Can I commit that man's smell to memory? So I can sniff oh. him out. Is that a Ooh, skill you good have? One. I have pretty good spot hidden, and I feel like 95% of spot hidden for Passachas would be smell related, perhaps. I'm creating Passacha <laughs> um, biology <laughs> sure. as we go. Okay. Roll me a hard spot hidden. <laughs> okay. You don't have a smell hidden skill, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fail. <laughs> I can't smell him. Does he have anything in tracking? No, nothing. I guess he's never had posh cake before, so like, even <laughs> as, especially him. as a human. Yeah. Staring at that donkey. Cake. I can't believe he gets to sit at the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can, can Dinesh eat normal food, like to be polite? No, I was about to say, he probably um, pukes the cake up underneath the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Bad boy, like, dirty boy, choking up a hairball noise. I think it probably tastes really bad. Yeah. Even if you can't get it down. Yeah. He'll just like chipmunk it in his cheeks and then wait till he's outside to spit it out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chubby cheeks, Dinesh, so cute. Bless. It's travel time. Do you want to continue travel? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't really understand what that guy was about. He was just like, here's some tea and some vague forebodings. He was like, do you want to join my side? And they were like, no, you're left. We have learned things. We have learned that they are afraid of us. They do not send emissaries to tell us how pointless our job is, unless our job is anything but pointless. And, with all due respect to Hasina, they try and pick off the weaker members of the pack, those who have something to hide, who are feeling ashamed. He has not succeeded. We are as strong as ever, and they are afraid of us. That's right. <laughs> Weakest member of the pack, indeed. That's our girl. <laughs> Don't give in. That's what I say. <laughs> It's like one of those wildebeests that gets eaten by the lions, you know, one of the small ones. <laughs> wow, thanks, guys. <laughs> if it's any consolation, that's very romantic what you did to that man. <laughs> that was my intention, Dinesh. I eat all of my lover's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets it, finally. <laughs> Oh, Dinesh is a player, absolutely. <laughs> He's been breaking hearts all over the catacombs. <laughs> breaking hearts. <Yeah. laughs> a man after your own heart, as it were. Uh, breaking hearts into bite-sized pieces all over the catacomb. 
and they're marinating them a bit and then serving them up with a, a nice little garnish. And some nice fava beans. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I guess we press on, right? We have a boat to catch. To the ferry. I just want to thank you all, though, for not turning from me when you've heard this. I was afraid to tell you. Well, look, I won't say I'm not a little um, <laughs> surprised, but obviously at the last we did all um, partake of dear Tenzin, so far be it for me to judge. Thank you. Don't get me wrong, it's not something I wish to discuss again. But, uh, I don't intend to mention it again. We are in this to the end. To the end. Now, your characters would hopefully think that um, last time you had Tenzin to guide you through the terrifying jungles of Tibet, um, but now you're all alone and you don't have anyone with you who knows how to like traverse that terrain or anything like that. But we do have a donkey. You do have a donkey who might not survive it because it's yak territory. Does the donkey have a navigate skill? <laughs> Leave the donkey alone, Fedra. <laughs> <laughs> Instant frostbite. Killing no. Sophian is one thing, but don't you <laughs> take our donkey. She can't take she can't kill Don Quixote. The patrons paid good money for that donkey. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it has it has patron armor. <laughs> hide behind the donkey. <laughs> if we let the patrons rename all of our characters, can all of us survive this campaign? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good price to pay. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing is we need some more yaks. The most charismatic they have. Well, or a guide who might have his own yak. Well, what's a guide without a yak? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Both or neither. If we're going to get a mountain guide, we probably need to get it closer to the mountains anyway, right? Um, there are... I mean, you haven't asked around for anything, so technically you don't know any of this information. Um, we're still at we're still at Dibrugar, right? Yeah. Um, you're crossing the river to Pashigat. Yeah, and which then is... Based on the map. From there, it's, it's up. It's north to... Pashigat will be your last, like, populated place where you might yeah. realistically be able to hire someone. I mean, that so, seems like the place to get a guide. We just probably yeah. want to check before we go that it isn't, like, hilariously, like, two, two, two sheds and a, you know, <laughs> and a post office, nothing else. <laughs> if it's a one-yak town, we're in trouble. <laughs> I would like to buy every yak that you have. <laughs> there he is. one! <laughs> you can't buy Keith, he's not for sale <laughs> He's my husband And he's not going with you What is happening? I don't know. Listen to him, Maybe Keith. Keith just wants to see the world So anyway We acquire Keith and off we go Great, that was really well done Keith and Don, <laughs> Keith and Don Quixote Fall in love <laughs> And they make beautiful donkey yak Hybrid babies You know what, end of episode, well done <laughs> We did it we broke we won. <laughs> we defeated Cthulhu. Yay! We're like old man Henderson, but with yaks. Alrighto. 
You continue your journey to Pashigat. It is in the eastern foothills of the Himalayas at an altitude of 508 feet or 155 meters. Throughout this journey and from the beginning, the skies grow increasingly dark and threatening, resembling those some of you last saw over the Valley of the White Ape. The atmosphere is unbearably humid, leaving everyone sticky and slicked with sweat. Thanks to the occasional rumble of thunder and flash of turquoise green lightning, it feels as if a massive storm is on the verge of breaking, but the rains never come. Near the nearer to Pashigat you get, the heavier the flow of hill people traveling in the opposite direction becomes, as does the number of poor Assamese laborers traveling south. I know it is disturbing, but this suggests we are heading in the right direction. They said the jungle had turned on them. That evil fell from the sky. Yes. And you remember the tea plants we saw from the train windows? They were glowing. Yes. Sisirama's influence must be strong here. Yes. And that man we just met. I'm sure he must have something to do with this. I think that that man is less important a figure than he likes to think that he is. He makes me hungry just looking at him. Are you looking at him? <laughs> no, when I was looking um, at him before. <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Stop breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Dinesh has got a high mythos skill. He can do that. <laughs> you can see that some of the refugees running away um, wail and mutter in dark tones while gesticulating wildly. Can we make out anything of what they're saying? Uh, no, but you can roll a cult if you like. I've only got base. Can I roll a Cthulhu Mythos? Uh, that wouldn't apply. Actually, I have a cult, so I'll roll that. I was going to say, amazingly, despite everything that's happened, I still only have base in a cult. <laughs> Same. Same. Uh, no. <laughs> Although, oh, oh my goodness, actually, I've got a six. So <laughs> I could, if I wanted to... I could spend a luck point, but let's see what everybody else gets first. Well, I missed by 21 points. It got an extreme success. Oh, yes! yes. yes. Dinesh. Oh, yeah, Dinesh. I'm a um, spooky boy. They appear to be predictions against great evil. <laughs> and you also note that some of them are coughing frequently. Mm. They're warding themselves. Is it worth trying to speak to somebody else about what we are heading towards? Yes. Warding? Hmm. They're coughing too. Look. Eudora will happily sort of, um, rotate Don Quixote so as to block the path of one or two of these scurrying figures just so that someone who actually speaks their language can have a chance to accost them. Are you trying to capture someone? No, no, just like if they're running down oh. the road. I, just I thought you were trying to them. block someone's path so that you grab them. I toss a net over someone. <laughs> <laughs> Hold no, them no. back to our lair and read their tea leaves like an <laughs> evil <laughs> Russian baron. <laughs> Damn straight. That's how you communicate with people, right? <laughs> no, I just I just block their path so they can't scurry past with our friendly donkey friend. Um, but I don't I don't speak, well, I don't know, whatever the local language is, unless they speak English. Wait, so you're trying to capture them? No, I'm just trying to slow them down so <laughs> we can talk to them. That doesn't equal kidnap. You're trying to block their way so yes. they can stop. 
Right, but not in like a moustache twirling evil villain kind of way. Just like a, ho there, peasant. <laughs> What's the news <laughs> sort of way, you know? Colonialist, but not like murderous. Oh, yeah. She doesn't just shoot someone in the kneecap to stop them, uh, exactly. stop them walking away. <laughs> exactly. She could, but she's not. And that makes her one of the good ones. So you're trying to get, like... Someone's attention. Anyone's? Well, I don't know. Is there anyone, like... Does anyone have, like, a, a glowing exclamation mark over their head or anything? No. Controversially, I think it might be worth trying to stop somebody who definitely has the cough. Because that means mm. they've probably encountered whatever is causing the cough, right? There we go. Smart. Then you can catch it. And the ones who were mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what yeah. if we stay six feet apart and we use a face mask <laughs> and we wash our hands? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, at it's a good place seconds. to wash your hands. <laughs> well, I think at this out. point, have we survived the Spanish flu? Or is, or is that yet to come? Oh, yeah. oh you're nowhere near Spain, so... That was like five years ago. Good to know. If you manage to speak with one, they say in possibly Hindustani, if you're smart, go now. There's a terrible disease afflicting anyone foolish enough to stay. And they run away. Disease. Messina will translate that into English. A terrible disease, they said. Afflicting anybody who stays here. It would explain the coughing. Uh, we have no choice but to press on, but perhaps we should take some basic precautions. Tie something across our mouths, stay away from people. I... I don't know. It would be sensible. Dr. Shaw will um, reach into her medical bag and distribute face masks, I suppose. Would she have enough for everyone? I don't know. She's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> She's I got think a doctors tend to have some for themselves. Okay, she pulls out her own face mask and despair okay. for her patient. So yeah. my characters are fine. Good luck, guys. <laughs> what do the rest of you do? And I'll tie something across my face. Dinesh can rip off pieces of fabric. Yeah, if anyone needs some, he can rip some off his like cow or something and give it to him. I'd really rather not. They smell I'd, great. I'll, I'll I'll get some hankies or something, or a piece of shirt or something, rather than a piece of smelly Dinesh linen. Messina's got like a big scarf. She can, if she needs to, she could cut that in half and give somebody the other half of it. How prone to disease are your kind? I have no idea. Uh, I was talking to Dinesh. <laughs> She's ha- still having an existential crisis. Just a small Yeah, no, one. I know. But Timor's <laughs> going to remind you at every possible opportunity that he doesn't <laughs> consider you a, a passage. Most of the ailments that take over your body, you wouldn't take over mine. That is why I became a Pasacha after all. I don't know what this is, though. This doesn't seem natural. Dr. Shaw gives you a very interested look. Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's explained to her exactly what's going on with the next. Is she like, uh, well... I mean, she she has some experiences so far. Yeah, no, that's true. But not, uh, not positive ones. Not positive. Yet, so. <laughs> I think so far it's just been like, look, we're paying you, just hush up and follow us. <laughs> She's very interested in this idea that uh, at least one person here is immune to disease. If she looks at me for too long, I'll ring my bell at her. Violently. 
<laughs> You've already paid her and she's wired the money away. Yeah. So technically she can run away whenever she wants to. Just heads up. <laughs> Surely we would pay her like in installments. That's not Dora did. Yeah. I guess that isn't what I said I did, huh? I, I guess I, fool that I am, trusted my own character. Why would you do that? <laughs> Um, well, speaking... The money's gone now, so no take backs. Right. Well, you know, I know her to be an honourable <laughs> doctor. I mean, she's learning more about you and we'll see how it goes. This is okay. alternative universe yeah. Uh, yeah. version of the character where she's a complete cad. <laughs> and, uh, she'll steal and Don Quixote and leave she in the night. She also survives this, so she must have done something to survive. Hey, she's technically immortal, it's true. <laughs> Um, as you move uh, further forward in your journey, the tide of humanity fleeing the area seems to be increasing, while the tea gardens grow out of control. On top of that, the river is no longer its usual sludgy blue colour and now contains bright red streaks and eddies, which become larger and more noticeable as you near Pashigat. This evil that fell from the sky must have fallen into the river too. Can I grab like a stick? and put it in some of the sort of reddish water and take a look. We'll play give, poo sticks. Give it, a, <laughs> give it a sniff. Does it smell... Does it, do I think it might be blood with my first aid skill? Uh, it's it's not easy to tell. Can we call over the good doctor and get a ruling from a medical professional? At the moment, it doesn't look very much like blood, so you feel like it would be unlikely. Okay. So reddish streaks, but not blood. Mm. Is it like thicker than the normal water? Like maybe it's got sort of algae or something in it? Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> mm. I'm thinking like literally, is there something that's kind of making it more sort of sluggish, like some kind of weed or anything? It's a good question. And you reckon it's increasing in intensity as you go up river and maybe it's worth waiting until you're a bit further up to study it properly so the source must be ahead then upstream yeah okay but uh, before you hit upstream you reach Pashigat which is a small town with a, a bazaar and a couple of houses summer to eat I'm sure and your last chance to obtain a guide if you feel like you need one I feel like it was heavily heavily insinuated that we do need one so I didn't yeah. insinuate anything I just you didn't think about that and the book suggests that there's an option of getting a guide if you don't want one you don't have to get one on a, on a purely practical level do any of us have survival mountains or whatever as a skill you're about to hit the jungle oh. soon. Oh, it's the jungle. Okay. I've got mountains, but no jungle. Yeah, I've got desert. Desert also. If only we had Frederick here. <laughs> mm. And he knows about plants. Dinesh presumably has survival scary caverns. <laughs> <laughs> what about Don Quixote? Yeah. What does he know? <laughs> yeah, what does he know? He has all the skills we're lacking as a party. He's got loads of social skills. Yeah, he's now the face. And he plays the trombone something beautiful. 
the He's bad the long guys face. just have to pet him and then <laughs> they like spill all their plans and everything. Well, I figured we could do with the jungle guy then. Dr. Shaw can yeah. do a little bit of survival in woods and fields, but that's no use either. So jungle yeah. guide and a yak or two. It would be useful. I don't think you can yeah. get the yaks from here, unfortunately. Are there no yaks? Okay, well, a local a local guide then. Um, you have two options. One is to try and recruit from the hill tribes, uh, which is going to be extremely hard because they're terrified of the place now. And the other one is to recruit a local Assamese guide um, who will not be as adept as helping you, but is slightly less hard to recruit. Still hard though. Do we know hard in what way? Yeah. To recruit a Hill Tribe member, you need extreme persuade and at least 15 rupees of bribery in store goods, more if pushed. And to recruit an Assamese guide, you need a hard social role and a generous bribe of three rupees per day for the journey. So are we to understand that these are all people who are busily trying to flee the area? Is that who the Hill Tribes are? People who are trying to get out? Yeah. And that's why they don't want to, okay. Well, I am not persuasive enough. And how much is three rupees? One dollar. Okay. We, we can afford it, but what we don't have social is skills. any social skills. Persuasiveness. <laughs> yep. Apart from intimidate, and that's not going to help here, is it? No, you don't want to intimidate and drive. You will guide us through the no. jungle. <laughs> Here's the money. <laughs> Take or the we money. we will hurt you. <laughs> Let's go for the easier option, and we'll figure it out. That seems smart. Yeah. 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 Does anyone have any persuade? Not it's... a sausage. I've Could got... use charm. Except the base ten. Does this mean Eudora is our most persuasive character? Yep. Well done, Eudora. Well, hey. Sadly, you didn't yes. know you'd live yeah. to see this day. <laughs> oh my she God. does have a sort of earnestness, though, which is very charming. She's got plus two points in persuade over the rest of you. It's just twelve. But that means <laughs> that base charm is better than persuade. Yeah. You're oh, persuaded right. plus two. So <laughs> if we're going right. for an as if we're going for an Assamese guide, we can try and be charming rather than persuasive. Mm -hmm. um, and we've all mm -hmm. got a one fifth chance. <laughs> Maths people. Give it Amazing. a go. Oh god. Although what did you say it was a hard success? We all have yeah. a one tenth chance. What about conjuring up some crazy story and having Timor use his acting skill to lie his way through it? Uh -huh. That would be fast talk. Mm. Yeah, don't have fast talk either. I've got five in that, despite oh. being a spy. Mm. <laughs> Strange. But yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense. But could could I spin up a story with acting to give somebody a bonus die on a charm skill? I just think that fast talk is there for a reason, and being a good actor doesn't mean you're a good improver necessarily. Mm. You can be a really good actor if you're given a script to perform, and that's what I associate with acting. Sure, but Tim, that's not how Timor's been using acting, is it? I mean, the character is very clearly improvising. It's weird that they gave you life. acting instead of fast talk. It is because acting, yeah, like that says maybe the acting is like committing to the character. Part yeah, he's exactly. Pretending he's been pretending to be um, a white Russian refugee, hasn't he? Instead yeah. of a yeah, it's like method acting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the point is that would involve... I don't know why I'm arguing with the Keeper. The point is, <laughs> that would involve <laughs> improv, that's my only point. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I, mm, 
I mean, I'm we trying have... to do anything to give a slightly better than a one in ten chance of hiring a guide. We do have astonishingly low odds of getting hold of a guide. Mm. I mean, to recruit Ethel, we had I, Hasina just had to be pretty at her, which I don't think is going to work twice. <laughs> um, you can use acting, but with a penalty die. This is my compromise because this is acting different. I, I'll say you're a method actor. You're really good at playing your role. Yeah, that's fair. This is different conditions. Can't imagine Timor at the local open night improv comedy night. <laughs> and then I shot him in the dick. Ha ha ha. <laughs> that's it. That's the joke. <laughs> the joke is now he has no penis. <laughs> So what what are we going to try and spin up as a as a thing here, right? I say we let's try and sell them on the idea that we know what's going wrong with the source of their river, um, and is affecting the plants, and it's all you know. Oh yes, we've seen this before. Don't be silly and run off. Come with us. We'll get this sorted out in jig time. Then mm-hmm. you can come back and we're a university delegation sent here to you know, fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We're white and we're here to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're not all white. Episode 38 of White Saviour. Exactly. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. <laughs> okay, well, that's what we'll try then. So we'll try and find, can we find, um, can we find an Assamese person willing to act as a guide who speaks some English? Ooh. Because otherwise, I'm going to be acting whilst Hasina Hasina <laughs> translates for me. Give me a moment. I will check through my leaves. Through your leaves, like you're doing tea. Uh, She's checking the tea leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. This guy ate his ex's heart as well. <laughs> oh, it wasn't the tea. All of the cups do that. Got a faulty match. <laughs> so roll me luck. Whoa. Okay. As in party luck or individual luck? Party luck. Boo. (laughs) Who's that? He's got the lowest right now. I'm on 33. I'm on 39. I think it might be that. I'm 36 now. I'm on 30 because I think I spent some luck last time for reasons I can't recall, (laughs) but I'm sure were excellent. You you spent the luck so that you were able to walk again, I think, as well. It's still three points better than it was before. That's true. Let's stay positive, team. Here we go. Nope, that's a 94. <laughs> he speaks only Swahili. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks only Hindustani. We find the only deaf-mute villager. <laughs> He's willing to be a guide, but he has to feel his way there. <laughs> He's blind as well. And He's only got one leg. So how do we do this, then? <laughs> So, I, I mean, I guess, guess just gonna have to translate. Maybe you could do some uh, interpretive dance acting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess Cena what does have better dance than any social <laughs> skills. We just put on a show in the town yeah. square. Ta-da. We got this show right here. They think they're running with the circus, but actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start juggling. Yeah. <laughs> I think what Timor will do is he will think about what he's observed of Eudora and what he observed of Frederick. Oh, good lord. Um, and he will try and sort of play that sort of privileged, um, <laughs> academic, like slightly baffled, 
sort of accidentally offending everyone around him kind of thing. Totally <laughs> socially um, oblivious. And I will deliberately sort of treat Hasina like she's, you know, she's the she's the help. <laughs> no, we've brought her we've brought her along to talk to the talk to the funny foreigners. Come on. Um and mm. um, yeah, make a big show of like, oh, we know all of this, you know, we know what's going on. Come along, don't worry, we're going to fix everything. We just need to go and turn off the poison tap at the top of the river. Um, <laughs> And see how that goes. Whilst Hasino, I guess, rolls her eyes and, and interprets. Yes, a very thin smile. Yeah. Sounds okay. You're, are you also flashing any cash or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what what I'll do is, whilst talking about it, partway through Hasino explaining, Timor will get out some of his dollars, because Timor's got $45 in cash still. Mm. Um, and uh, he will sort of like wave it around like, is it just a matter of cash? Is that the problem? Because we've got we've got some money. Um, okay. Oh, I see. I do. So penalty dice. Like Here we go. <gasps> I just rolled zero four. Yes. Zero four. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Let's go. Yes. That is an extreme success with a penalty dice. The role you were born to play. (laughs) Amazing. Fabulous. Oh, I get to tick acting. That's exciting. (laughs) A skill I haven't used for the entire campaign. I'm so pleased that's finally come in handy. Well, only with the good grace of a very generous keeper, but still. (laughs) Going to Hollywood after the campaign. So how much is it going to cost us? Um, So the guide... Uh, she says in Hindustani, which is her foreign language, um, three rupees a day. Um, okay, so if that that's about a dollar, is that right? Yeah. So Timor will take including five, food, including food, as Wait, in uh, a food on top to. For the she wants time. fed. Yeah, which is fair enough. Okay, so Timor will uh, peel off five dollars and um, tuck it into one of her pockets and be like, uh, "Yes, very good." Buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> yeah. little, oh. little little light well. pat on the cheek. There we, <laughs> there we go, dear. Come along. Goodness. <laughs> and you have recruited yourselves an Assamese guide named Asin for the trip into the jungle. And after all this excitement, this is where we're going to end today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicles, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder and avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.